What's going on, Potato Chip? It's your boy, Jerry, the T-Rex for Washington here at Gentle Fitness Company Studio. Today is Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. I couldn't get that out. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Season 8, Episode 113. And, well, we have a throwback for you. Uh, this is a Way Back Wednesday episode, if you will. Uh, this is uh, my interview with my guy, Joe Cannon. Now, Joe Cannon is the trainer of trainers, as you probably will hear me say in the podcast. He uh, taught me how to be a – he actually was the certifying uh, teacher that gave me my training certificate <laughs> back in 2000 and – I want to say 2005 – I think it was 2005 I got that certification. Jeez. Wow. 16 years ago. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So it's been a little while. But uh, yeah, we uh, talked about everything. Like I said, we talked about being an entrepreneur. We talked about uh, personal training. We talked about <laughs> what it's like to be a good personal trainer and, you know, what, it's the, what the difference is between uh, working out in a gym, big box gym, and a personal, tru- personal training studio or a smaller gym. There are uh, significant differences. So uh, if you're interested in, like, maybe being a personal trainer or what makes a good personal trainer, if you're looking for a personal trainer, uh, you should definitely keep your ears peeled for this episode because uh there's got a lot of a lot of nuggets a lot of things that you should be looking for in a good personal trainer and of course just some good nuggets on how to live a good life (laughs) so without further ado let's go and get this episode underway season eight episode 113 my interview with joe cannon let go Hey, Jerry, great talking to you. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy day uh, to uh, help me out with my podcast and also help out all the other uh, fitness people who are listening to me right now, which I know there are quite a few of them. So as, as I said, you're, you're in Ballakinwood. You're right near St. Joe's University and you do uh, boot camps, uh, mostly boot camps, but you're also doing some unique stuff. I follow you on Instagram, as you know, for a while, and you do some things that uh, both in your own studio and outside that I, I haven't seen a lot of other trainers doing. So was it your background in track and field that led you into a person being a personal trainer? How, how did that come to be? Yeah, that's actually probably one of the funniest and the most interesting stories because I really... Coming out of college, I didn't really think about personal training at all. In fact, I was coming out of college, I wanted to be a psychologist. Uh, I wanted to work with like, yeah, I wanted to be a counselor of sorts. I wanted to work with kids. So that's what actually brought me to Philadelphia is uh, 
I went to school in uh, Gus Davis Dolphins College in Minnesota. And my career counselor directed me to a job that was here in Philadelphia that pretty much matched my interests. And uh, it worked out pretty well at first. And, uh, you know, it just kind of wasn't the thing for me, unfortunately, after a while. It just so happened that track did kind of play a, play a role in it, but in an interesting way. One of the guys that I used to, that I competed against in, uh, in nationals actually lived out here in Philadelphia. And I randomly ran into him and, you know, he's telling me, uh, you know, asking me how you're doing, you know, what's, what's going on. And I was telling him, hey, I'm like kind of looking for a job. And he's like, you know, like, I'm thinking about personal training. He's like, you might be good at personal training, too. You know, you did, you know, you ran track and you like working with people. So I was like, all right, I'll try it out. So that's really how it went down. It wasn't really something that was like I actively searched, uh, look, searched it out. I just <laughs> kind of ran into it more or less. <laughs> That's really cool. And, and you, you actually, you do have a, you have a bachelor's degree in psychology, correct? Yeah. So my bachelor's degree is in psychology and really what brought, what my background, I suppose, in, in, in fitness would be, you know, like track and field, but I don't have any, besides, you know, obviously my certifications, I don't have like your, your typical uh, uh, college degree in uh, kinesiology or anatomy or anything like that, biology. You know, my degree is strictly in psychology and my, my minor was in Spanish. <laughs> and you know what? That's actually fun. I've got, a, I actually have a minor in psychology myself. Uh, again, it went in a different route, but uh, since, uh, since we hope both have that uh, psychology background, you much more than I do, how has your psychology background aided you as a personal trainer or has it? Oh, wow. That's really uh uh, back in 2004, maybe 2006, I think it was my first 2005, 2006, I think would, we could say my first, first years of personal training. And uh, it was not so much psychology, then it was more so, you know, like push, push, <laughs> kind of like the stuff that you tell people not to do, but <laughs> rhabdo and whatnot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of what it was, you know, it was the culture of like, you know, kill yourself culture, more or less, you know, for lack of better words. And uh, you know, that really, that really didn't seem like it meshed well with what I thought would be the right thing for fitness. And, you know, uh, my, I kind of tried to bring that psychology, but, you know, a lot, at that time, not a lot of people were, think, were thinking that way. But I still tried to work that way. And it, it was interesting that I was always doing that. And, you know, the kind of that is the now the seems to be more the philosophy of a lot of trainers. And they're kind of coming around to that now because uh, they're realizing that you can't just push people into into injury. You know, that's essentially what happens. So, I mean, I would say psychology is something that, you know, I didn't use as much when I first started, but it is an integral part of like what I do now in terms of helping people with goal setting, helping people get over humps and challenges and really just kind of getting in people's heads and understanding how they think so I can meet them where they are and help them in the best way I can. I think that's, a, it's, it's really great because, you know, you said you don't have that background in kinesiology and honestly, I don't think you need to as be a personal trainer. It helps. It helps to know some uh, mm -hmm. anatomy physiology, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're able to, as you said, meet them where they are, get inside their head, understand, you know, whether what psychological hurdles they may have to getting into exercise. Your, your psychology background, I think in that respect is definitely going to help you far more than a, a kinesiology degree that some people try to understand them. Again, uh, the biology is great, but uh, you know, if you can't put it into practice and you can't help people at the end of the day, it's really, in my, my opinion, it's, it's irrelevant. So uh, that's why when I saw you had that psychology degree, I thought, boy, that's, I think, I think a lot of personal trainers underestimate the power mm -hmm. of 
of psychology and they put all the emphasis on the biology, which is great to know, but um, mm -hmm. most people, you know, it's, it comes down to, again, meeting where they are, getting inside their head, understanding what hurdles they have to uh, overcome to, again, walk into a gym. I've, I've, as I'm sure you have, I've met people who are afraid to walk into gyms because they're afraid yeah. to be judged. For um, sure. Which I'm like, really? But again, you've you've got a whole you've got a whole chain of gin gyms right now that is based on, hey, we don't judge you, you know. Yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> that yeah. is very true. You know, they they even say we're not a gym. So I would say the culture. The overall culture is the, the kind of the thing that got me about big big box gyms. It's just I could never get over that. Cause like I said, I've worked like I was saying, I, I've worked in both. And the, the culture of a big, big box gym, at least for a personal trainer, is a lot different than it is for like a, a personal training studio or even, you know, just going to someone's house. Obviously, that's a lot different. But like, you know, in respect to the difference between a personal training studio and a big box gym or even like just a smaller gym, you just see that there's, a, there's not a lot of attention paid to, the, to the, the clientele that are there. You know, it's just like it's just like a big box <laughs> you know it's like more or less a place where people have weights you don't see as much of like people that know each other or people like socializing and actually under uh being a part of the gym and I, I don't think it's encouraged in a lot of places i don't think they want their people to be there because they make more money from people not showing up than people actually showing up uh, we we want our people to feel encouraged we want people to feel like they, it's it's a home away from home we want people to feel like it's just something that they do like brushing their teeth or putting on their pants every day so it's it, it does it's a little disheartening to see that you we have like these type of facilities that just pretty much are like you know treadmill factories more or less well yeah you you nailed it that's what a lot of them are it's a bunch of treadmills in a big room mm -hmm. uh, and you eventually made the jump from working in one of these big box gyms to starting your own studio. So what was that like? What, 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 what got you thinking about it? You wanted to be an entrepreneur, wanted to start your own gym. And what was that process like? Well, in between going, uh, going from big box gym to where I am today, I actually was in a smaller gym uh, called Aquatic and Fitness Center. Shout out to them. Uh, it's a really good facility. I actually enjoyed working out there as a, as a trainer. Uh, they have really good management. Uh, they really do a really good job of keeping the place clean. Uh, and they did a really good job of just giving me the confidence to know that I could actually start something on my own, to be honest with you. So, I mean, being there with them, and uh, I would say it gave me the best chance of doing what I am now, uh, do, doing what I'm doing now. Because I know, I remember when I was at a big box gym, I would feel out of place, you know, because as I said before, I feel like I, I, I'm trying to, I try to be more of a personal type of trainer and you just see people that's like, you know, trying to run clients in and out, you know, just having a 30 minute session. And if a client comes in uh, a couple minutes early and wants to do something with the trainer, the trainer's like, Hey, your, your session hasn't started yet. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, the difference between that and the smaller gym, really kind of made me see that like hey there needs to be more facilities that you know maybe it's a smaller gym or a personal training studio or whatever and it might be there there needs to be more facilities that facilitate uh people's you know gathering and people uh people feeling more in, endeared towards fitness rather than feeling like it's more of a uh, a have to do more and make it more so of a want to do uh, I've done the same thing. You just go out and you see if you can help people. At, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a business about being in service to others. And that's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
there's no higher calling in my opinion. Um, but you, you have your own personal training studio and you do an awful lot with the TRX. You're, you're kind of like the TRX guru on Instagram. Uh, the, the correct moniker, moniker would be TR expert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, like I actually bought the rights for that. So, I mean, uh, I, I have the website trexpert.com and the trexpert.com and the trexperts.com. So every version of TR expert, I pretty much got that on, on the docket. So yeah, that would be me. <laughs> very, very but you, wise. <laughs> you know, I, I love TRX though. You know, I think that so like to kind of harken back to my, my history as a personal trainer. So uh, I started off with a company called Platoon. And I'm, uh, you, might have, you might be familiar with them, may or not be familiar with them, but they pretty much were specializing in outdoor fitness training and boot camps. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, they also did personal training and stuff like that. But that's kind of where I cut my teeth as a personal trainer. And that's actually where I got my AAA, uh, my, uh, my certification. <laughs> my, you, you know what you you may have been certified by me because i have, i i know that place i've done a couple certifications at platoon mm -hmm. i i know uh, i know the owner todd scott um yeah, yeah. I, i'm i'm pretty sure that you yeah that you actually are responsible for my certification sir so thank you for that <laughs> world's colliding i didn't realize that till just now <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah so it's it's very possible that you uh you actually i think you might have ran the one at temple but um uh, maybe i forget i know someone else does the ones at temple but uh, i've been to platoon in in uh Bryn Mawr. Mm -hmm. yeah i've been there a few times mm -hmm. yeah so it's very possible I, and i'm pretty sure that we've met we've met and so uh, uh, random occasions but yeah so uh, that's where I that's where I started and that's pretty much why you know harnessed my my training skills was in you know boot camp style functional style plyometric or not plyometric what's the word I'm looking for uh calisthenic calisthenic is the word I'm looking for so yeah and that type of training I don't know if you're familiar with how the TRX was the TRX was was, was made by uh, created by a Navy SEAL so <laughs> they're used to, so that's kind of like it, it's synonymous essentially it's like the boot camp training and the trx training they are you know it's kind of the from the same same from the same training tree so to speak so i like trx training because it's it's where i grew up on more or less when in terms of uh how you how did uh method oh. uh method methodology of training yeah and it's so versatile i mean gee whiz mm -hmm. you put it in your house you could do a thousand different exercises with it uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, what I, what I've seen, you, you do things I've seen on Instagram, but I haven't seen anybody else doing with, uh, with TRX, which is very, very cool. So, uh, mm -hmm. I'll definitely link to your Instagram account, uh, for people can check out, see some of the stuff you're doing, but you have your own studio now. And so yeah. you're, you're working with people one-on-one -on -one and also doing boot camps, uh, group training, I'm guessing is correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, I, and go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, group training is not necessarily inside of the, <laughs> yeah. we don't do that really in, in the, in the indoors yet. Yeah, I, I was, I was leading me to my next question. So we're living in this new world of, uh, and I hate even to use the word COVID because actually I've said in the past that I've swore I wasn't going to use the word because uh, I think a lot of people, I, I, for, for me, I go to podcasts to escape reality sometimes. So, you know, I, I don't even want to hear it because every time you turn on the news, you see that you hear about the C word. But, uh, <laughs> I, I try not to use it as much and I'll try not to this time as well. But in this world of the C word, which has <laughs> impacted the fitness industry 
Incredibly. I mean, it has beat the fitness industry down uh, ridiculously. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how has it hurt your business? Has it hurt your business? Um, how has it impacted what you do and you know, what you're doing now? Because um, it, is, it is a different time. We've never seen anything like this in our lifetime. Hopefully we never see anything like this ever again. <laughs> and if we do, we'll be better prepared for, than we were for this gut punch. But um, what, how has it impacted what you do? As a, as a solopreneur, as you, as you are right now, you're an Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I am, right? A solopreneur. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's funny. And I almost, I almost feel guilty. I almost hate saying it now because uh, people ask me all the time, like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm actually doing really great. And then I get a, uh, if it's a text message, sometimes it's kind of a, like a, a straight face emoji. Or if it's in real life and somebody is like, oh, okay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think some people are just like, oh, they're hoping like, in a way like, uh, I hope you're doing as terrible as I am. <laughs> like, like, you know, I, hey, you know, I've been doing terrible for, for about 12 to 13 years. I deserve to have a good year. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I deserve that. So look, so the thing is that because I, I the reason why I'm doing so well is because I am a solopreneur. So it's only me in here as, in terms of training. And because of the fact that it's only me in here, I have the flexibility to have, you know, whoever I want in here. I have the, I keep the doors open. I bought a couple extra air filters, you know, so yeah. (laughs) And they're like the, what do they call those, the ones with the, um, the blue light. What is that blue light? Ultra, ultraviolet light. Yeah. 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 So I got a couple ultraviolet filters here, man, like two of them. And, uh, you know, keep those things running uh, at night. You know, obviously during the day, I heard that UV light is not good for you if you have it in, uh, high doses so I try to keep it off during the day but yeah man I try to keep it clean that way and then you know when uh, uh when we go out, I have a, a a parking lot in the back so I mean it's it's, it's lucky because not every facility has something like this but we have a parking lot in the back so I utilize that and we have like some bars that we can use so we do pull-ups on the bar I mean it's like we have a, almost a gym in the back but uh, the, the main thing that I'm really really most proud of is uh, our boot camps that we have on the Kenwood Heritage Trail you know, like I said, that's kind of where I cut my teeth was in uh, learning how to teach boot camps. And what this pandemic has really favored those that uh, are creative, those that can kind of, you know, that, that are more or less the the, uh, the one of the wartime generals, you know, those people that can make decisions when everything is falling apart around them. I've seen a, a few people that I didn't I wasn't sure about that are doing really good for themselves because they can they they're they may not be the greatest in, in peacetime. They may not be able to put things together all the time. But when it comes to, uh, you know, making changes and calling audibles and stuff like that, I know I have a few friends that are just the, the best at it. And, you know, luckily, I, I, I have a little bit of that myself. And I've been doing pretty good. Yeah, I've had more people call me than I've ever had before. That's incredible. That is really good. And you do it all yourself. You don't have any employees, correct? None. I have, I do all all my all my marketing, all my posts, every every single word that you see out every is 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 mine. You know, from marketing to uh, training to you know counseling, whatever it is you want to say how I'm helping people, it's all me. I've I definitely would love to have some employees. Don't get me wrong, because I would love to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> But I just haven't found the right the right fit for, with people so far. The point is that you know when you're in this when you're in this field or when you're in a service field in general, you want to do the best you can to make those people feel as comfortable as they can with you. Because at the end of the day, you are like their go-to person. You want you want to be their go-to person. You don't want to be 
I mean, I see some trainers sometimes that are just like, you know, ah, oh, so-and-so is calling me up or so-and-so wants X, Y, and Z for me. And, you know, sometimes that, that can be annoying and maybe you might want to drop those clients that are always <laughs> texting and calling you. But, I mean, for the most part, you, you want to be that person that, like, if somebody has a question and it, it pertains to fitness or maybe even if it doesn't pertain to fitness, you want to be that person that they go to first or at least second you know, with, with some advice in terms of like what they can do to make, to improve their life, whether it be physically, emotionally, spiritually, or just, you know, in general. Wow. Really good words. That's really good words. Um, how can people connect with you, Jerry, if they want to learn more and uh, hear more of your laugh? And uh... <laughs> Oh man, there's a lot of places to get me. I'm on Instagram at Fit General, uh, Fit General Jerry. I'm on uh, uh, Twitter as uh, General Fit Pro. Uh, I'm on uh, I don't spend much time on LinkedIn. I have a, I have a podcast. It's a general fitness company cast. I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do because I called the TR expert talks on every episode, but it's officially called general fitness company cast. Yeah. So uh, it, it was started originally because I wanted to do interviews and that was like going to be all interviews on general fitness company cast. And then TR expert talks was going to be a completely different podcast that I was going to, and it just didn't end up being that way. So look up general fitness company cast if anywhere you listen to podcasts and you'll find us there. Uh, and uh, Facebook, the uh, Jerry Washington, or I think, if you if you actually look up, you know, because you can actually look up a specific person's name, uh, like a specific profile. I didn't know this, by the way, that you can actually look up specific profiles, not like in the search engine. But, you know, when you go to Facebook.com, you can go yep. Facebook.com backslash and you can go to the person's actual profile name, you know, because it's, it's different. It's not necessarily the same. So yeah. mine is Facebook.com backslash the real Jerry Washington. Nice. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I put, that's why I had to put that out there. You're like, why are you telling me all this? Because the real Jerry Washington. <laughs> you know, well, have I, you know I, that. It's funny you say that. I do that on Skype. I, I'm the real Joe Cannon on Skype. <laughs> there you go. See, you feel me. <laughs> I do. <laughs> hey, like, yeah, the real. Everybody else is somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, real deal. Uh, Jared, this has been a, this has been a great interview. I really appreciate you spending time with us. I uh, this is going to definitely get as the probably the most entertaining interview I've done uh, all year. So uh, oh, great, man! <laughs> yeah. No, I really want to thank you for it. It's been 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 great. I know people took a lot of lot from this, um, and uh, yeah, I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, hey, I really do, I really do appreciate you you interviewing, man. It's been a while since I did one of these, so uh, it feels feels pretty good to share my knowledge and. Uh, with with somebody else other than on my own podcast. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon, Joe. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. That was, uh, it was surreal listening back to that interview. You know, it's just like, <laughs> man, like, Joe Cannon is a trainer of trainers. He actually trained me on how to be a trainer. And I'm listening back to this and I'm it's just almost surreal because he taught me how to be a personal trainer. And now we're talking about how I'm a personal trainer as an entrepreneur with his own fitness studio, you know? So it's, it's, it's just wild. It's really surreal to think about this. But listen, I'm not trying to brag or not. I mean, I feel good about it. But listen, this is really the moral of the story here. What's, what the, the lesson from this is that you know, I'm just a regular dude. You know, I'm not anything special. Uh, I mean, I have a good work ethic, but it's not anything that's out of the ordinary, you know? And to think that 
at the time when I first started training, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to be a personal trainer. I had no idea that being an entrepreneur was actually even in the cards. So when I saw the opportunity to actually become an entrepreneur, to be someone that runs his own business, uh, I jumped at the chance. Now, <laughs> it didn't happen right away. It started, if you heard in an interview, it happened, started 10 years ago. And we really just started going officially three years ago. So, I mean, <laughs> it brings up the point, a lot of people have asked me, you know, whether it's in personal training or in life, like, when is the time, proper time? When is the right time to give up on your dreams? When is the right time to give up? And I think about that, you know, and the answer to that is simple. The right time to give up is when you're thinking it's the right time to give up. So when you're thinking of giving up, that's the right time to give up. You know, I mean, that's really it. <laughs> you know, there's no better answer to that question than that, because you never know what might happen. You might be one day away from living your dreams. You might be one day away for the rest of your life from living your dreams. You never know. But the way I see this is that <laughs> you can go through life living safely and maybe being happy with the fact that, you know, you're making decent amount of money and you're living a somewhat happy life. But if you have in the back of your mind any regrets from any decisions that you've made or haven't made in your life, then you haven't made the right decisions. And that's it. At least in my opinion, that's me. You know, if like if you're not living your dreams then what are you doing? Some people, safety is the most important thing. So <laughs> I shrug at that. You know, if it is what it, it is what it is to each their own, everybody has finds their happiness in their own way. But if you find in your life that you may be lacking in something, look at your dreams first. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really would appreciate it if you would share this, you know, subscribe if you haven't already. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a rating or review wherever you're currently listening to this. Also, check out my guy, Joe Cannon's podcast. You can just look it up, Joe Cannon podcast. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got for you. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep it company.